Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Town podcast. It is Monday, October fourteenth. Fourteenth, October fourteenth. Yeah, the old one four baby. Yeah, the October. Ravens are now four and two. So they, yeah, you two know, game stranglehold there, buddy. They're four and two with the two game stranglehold, and it's looking good. Um, as for how bad it was looking a couple of weeks ago, it wasn't looking good. I'll say that because the Browns came into uh, into Baltimore and they. Let's just let's just say it like it is. They shit pumped the Ravens, and you know they they made things looking really you know not great. But they're four and two right now. The Ravens, after they took care of business against the Bengals in Baltimore on Sunday, which they should have done. I mean, this is a win that they definitely should have had. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, it's a win that they uh, they definitely had to get, and they went out and they did, it, and they took care of business. Uh, the Browns did not do that, so. The AFC North looking a little one-sided right now, but, I mean, I guess we're going to see what happens, buddy, right? I mean, like, what? I don't know. It's just it's it's a very weird division right now, don't you think? Absolutely. It's looking like, by all indications, unless the Browns pull a rabbit out of their hat and a horseshoe out of their ass, that they're going to be 2-5 and five because they're going to New England, I believe, next week. I might be wrong when the Patriots are going there. Let's see. Um, but, yeah, so they're playing the Patriots next week. Looks like they're going to be – I mean, is it crazy to say they're going to be 2-5 and five after that with how well New England's been playing and obviously how poorly the Browns have been playing. So Ravens have a tough one next week. They handle business today, and I've kind of <laughs> – I think I said maybe a week or two ago the Ravens will never have a two-game lead in the division early on, and I was wrong. Yet again, for my one millionth wrong prediction, congratulations, I win nothing. 
Um, but yeah, two games up and it's going to get tougher from here. I think this was two good games in the division, two hard fought games, physical games where some kinks were worked out. Some new guys like the Vineses and the forts of the world were able to kind of catch up to speed a good bit. And I was very happy with the outcome of the game. I was very happy with the way the Ravens executed. I thought it was a well-officiated game. I think all the right calls were made, so I always love to see that. Um, and the Ravens, I think, took care of business. They really just, I mean, took took the air out of the tires and out of the sails, whatever, in the second half. They only threw four passes in the fourth quarter. They had that monstrous 15-play, 98-yard drive resulting in a field goal that Won the game pretty much, so midway through the fourth quarter, it was on ice. The Bengals came back, and there was a couple flags here and there, a couple penalties, nice grabs, whatever. The the Bengals put a cherry on top of a pile of shit because <clears throat> Ravens' defense shut them out for 58 and a half minutes, basically, um, other than a field goal, and handled business really well. And I'm going to keep saying handle business because that's what it was. This was you know a don't-get-ahead-of-yourself kind of game, a— uh, don't go get cute other than Mark Andrews with the old hurdle kneeing the ball out of his own chest. Yeah, it was, um, that was, something. that was something that was something for sure. It yeah. was like, looked like he hit it with a bat almost. And they're practicing pop flies. It was like 30 feet in the air. It was that like how, so high in the air, dude. I was like, how is that possible? Is that, that like is one of the highest like fumbles from a skill player. Like I think I've ever seen that was that we need some stats on that next gen stats. Use your, software prowess whatever you have give us some stats on how high that fumble was because that was infield fly status oh yeah I love uh, other than that it was awesome i'm very happy with the way they played i was happy with the coaching decisions i think i think that hollywood being out was kind of a good thing for this offense for lamar to be forced to throw to boykin and roberts and trust them and look to them in key situations and they played well they responded well and rumbled the offense had about 500 yards before the kneel downs and did everything they needed to do. So awesome stuff. Yeah, dude, definitely. It was uh, it was a great day, man, uh, for me, definitely. But we don't have to go take crazy today because this is a game where they definitely just kind of took care of business, like you've been saying. They, right. you know, they just went out there and they did what they had to do. I'm curious. Let's do a little fan check-in experience. How was your day today? Like, how, how did things start? So I uh, was saying to you a little bit, I was coming from Arlington, Virginia, and I was going to say, we talked about this a little bit offline, but just to tee you up. Yes. So uh, we, we had, I was driving from Arlington. It's usually about an hour, (laughs) hour and 10 minutes. Uh, It's it's a little bit of a drive. For some reason, the, the good Lord decided to have about 50,000 people run a 5k in DC Sunday morning at 8am. And so I was using maps. I was using ways. I'm not terribly great yet in DC. I'm relatively new down here driving around and whatnot. So uh, I was basically stuck in DC with every exit closed driving in a circle while I was, I went to a concert yesterday. I went to see Brantley Gilbert, which was an interesting experience in its, in its own right. Um, then I ended up remotely considering running over 35 joggers with my car for just just a split second that would have been a bad five minutes just not and, and uh, just eventually i squeaked it out i usually go park at the casino we have parked at the casino they charge 80 dollars for parking once the clock strikes 10 30 apparently so i was out on that one went parked myself and fed i usually tailgate i did not i did not get i ended up going to my buddy's house who lives on south hanover street probably like 10 blocks from the stadium 
until about 1220 from like 1140. And then I moseyed on in. It was a good game day experience. The Ravens have really done a good job, like trying to enhance the fan experience as of late. Um, for instance, they had like a bunch of stadium employees come hand out happy birthday signs and saying happy birthday to a girl that was in the section of young girls, which was nice. And, um, you know, the band is very active. There's a lot of spirit, I would say. And whenever I bring somebody to a game or something of the sort who isn't a Ravens fan, hasn't been to a Ravens game, they're always like, wow, this is like fun. Like they made football fun. So it was really good. Real fan Dan, uh, the shirtless drunk gentleman. I'm a big real. I'm a, I'm a huge real fan Dan guy. So I love you giving him a little, a little bit of a shout out there. I love that. It, if you don't love watching a grown man with a full on beer belly and a little goatee strip and spell and lead a chant, then why are you watching football? Just why are you doing it? Exactly. That's he's that's just the perfect environment for him. The only place he might thrive a little bit more would be maybe like at a NASCAR race. Maybe. But yeah. real fan Dan kills it. Um, it was good. Good stuff. I'm not the biggest fan of the marching band halftime show. I love when they do like drumline stuff that's like in the end zone for a minute. But I'm not the biggest fan of the marching band. Me and my family have always kind of wanted a little bit more fun of a halftime show but i guess everybody goes and gets food and drinks and goes to the bathroom anyway so i was whatever. gonna say like i i like the band you guys aren't a fan aren't no fans? because they're just not i don't know it's gonna sound really mean but we just always have hated on them like i watched the college like for ohio state does like marching formations and it's like a dinosaur eating another dinosaur and stuff and like the band struggles to spell usa on the field and let me uh like, let me ask you this question the band that wouldn't die, thirty for thirty. You ever see it? Yes, I've seen it. You fucker! How do you? Come on! How do you not like them after that? I just want something else, man. I just want something else. That's all. I don't. I just. I'm not into the band. I. I'm not impressed. I've seen some like good marching bands. Like I don't know. I. I feel like they're. They yeah, you know. I guess you're just too bad. cool. You know, floating around, having a grand old time. You know, marching band not cool. You know, good enough for me, but. That's cool. Yeah, I'm sitting up there in the stands drinking my beer, being a jerk, talking about the marching band. But fun times. Uh, stadium was relatively packed. It wasn't the most packed I've seen it this year or in, like overall. But it was it was full. It was rocking. It, it got looked, loud, but yeah, it needed it to. Looked, it looked pretty Gucci just from the uh, shots I saw. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I think people were kind of taking this game a little leisurely as the Bengals suck. As the and, Ravens took it leisurely. I mean, we can say that. Oh, well, they certainly took the opening kickoff leisurely. Certainly. Oh, yeah, that was something. <laughs> so are we getting into this then? Are we getting into the game? Uh, yeah, we can do it. We can do that. Yeah, so let's get into the game. So opening kickoff, Chris Hewitt, what the fuck? I don't know, man. I do not know. <clears throat> and immediately Ryan Mink tweeted and was like, Maurice Kennedy is getting hold of blah, blah. There's always holding on every single... There is holding on every play, no matter whether whether it's special exactly. teams, whether it's a regular play. There's always holding. So no, exactly. I, I I like Ryan. I understand what he's saying. Like he's yeah, you know, and he's he's a company guy. He's taking up for the Ravens. I get it. But of course, 
you know, it's what are you going to do on that? Honestly, that was just a, that was a touchdown. And I think they call they call holding on returns too much, in my opinion. I think with the absolutely with punt returns, especially they, they go nuts. Right. It's always a block in the back or it's a hold. It's like, come on, like, let you know, let's, you know, let the game. Like if everything else has to be egregious, then start throwing that word into holding. I feel like. Because... Right. Yeah. Let the game flow a little bit. Like, I, I just I don't exactly. Know. Exactly. So like, if it's trying... not influencing the play. Relax. Exactly. So I'm totally fine so with them. Some harm too. Yeah, I'm. I'm fine with them letting it stand and like that was you know a touchdown, but it kind of <laughs> colors. Bengals got ready because the the Ravens have been doing that thing where Tucker hangs the ball at the three yard line, and they knew it was coming, and they had us. Uh, they'd like double team somebody and made a huge seam. So credit to the Bengals there coming out hot. Yeah, that's a smart job by them because he certainly has been doing that a lot. And um, I love the fact that he's doing, you know, fuck around with the kickoff a little bit, in my opinion, because it's, you know, a little bit of stale play. But the fact that he's been messing around with it is cool. But the Bengals totally took advantage of it there. So you, you have to, you know, kind of account for that going forward. But they took advantage of it. Bengals jump out to a seven and nothing lead right there uh, in the opening, you know, minutes of the game. Absolutely. The offense came out, responded really well. Uh, there was a ton of read option, a ton of read option today. And the Bengals got, you know, blew it up a couple times and here and there, Lamar made the wrong decision, but overall it was a thing of beat. Absolute beauty. Um, the amount of runs that Jackson had that were just cruising down the sideline getting a cool seven, a cool 12 here and just kind of working the sideline was awesome. And he does a great job protecting himself. So the Ravens ran the ball. I mean, it's not even at this point, it's being greatly underappreciated how successful the Ravens have been running the ball. They ran for like 200 and I think they were up to before the Niels 279 yards rushing, something like that. And then lost a few on the Niels. And I, Number one, pause, quick pause. Can we please exclude Niels from statistics? Like, if, if, if a pitcher in baseball... I knew you were going to have some Neil takes in you today. That's just what I, exactly, I didn't need to hear. Exactly. And I, I'm doing this because our running our quarterback likes to run. We want the records. Kyle was getting all excited. We want we want the running records. We want good How many stats. rushing yards do you think he had off the top of your head? I know, I know the number. Lamar? Yes. 155. Close. It's 152. 152. 152. Okay, so it was 155, then he kneeled him off three yards. Sick. See, I already calculated it. I'm ready to go. So good, dude. He was amazing. He was absolutely incredible. He was so good Um, today. God. Yes, and he's in good rhythm, passing as well, and there wasn't any, like, weird stuff. I like that he was also scrambling. Like, we saw last week in Pittsburgh, he was seeing ghosts we talked about, and he was kind of running back into defenders, running into the rush a little. He didn't do that today. If he wanted to scramble, if he was like, I'm going to tuck it, he just went forward where he could see what was in front of him. So there was, I mean, no really errant throws from Jackson, no turnovers except for that ridiculous pop fly fumble, um, which really was like the Ravens were about to bludgeon them if that didn't happen. Honestly, that was, like, the ball they – They need to start tightening that up a little bit because that's just bound to happen because they're all all the tight ends are hurtling. So, like, you got to, you know, put a little put a little sauce on the ball there to try to cover it up because it's going to pop up like you have to cover it up because they're all hurtling. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to be careful. It's it's risky. It's risky. Just like doing that. all time. It is risky. It's like, you know, you're definitely making it way more susceptible to turning it over there. Like, I just I don't know. 
it just adds this weird little X factor to it. And it's just funny because, of course, the week where Harbaugh and Lamar are, like, talking at press conferences, like, yeah, put the Jumpman logo on the tight ends, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, of course they're going to fumble. Actually. At this point, everyone knows the tight ends. All they do is hurdle. In the film room, they're probably like, dude, what are these guys doing? Like, hit the ball out when they jump in the air. These just, and like, lo and behold, boxy whites are just, like, trying to, like, hurdle for the first down like let's just pop it is not saucy it's hurdling every time is not saucy there's no tight end sauce it's just all no tight end sauce george kittle's not freaking jumping over everybody he's stiff arming and running past them like powering through like they have more sauce than like the zach Ertz of the world who i don't think has ever broken a tackle in his life julie Ertz's husband yes julie Ertz's husband never breaks tackles and that's a shame because she's such a good forward and you would think that he would have some forward sauce in his tight end game, but he does not. You would think so. So this game starts off. You get the the kickoff return for the touchdown, and then after that, the Ravens drive pretty much right down, and then Lamar has an amazing rushing touchdown. What did you see on that play? Um, I saw that Boyle did an outstanding job getting out in front. It's that F lead option they like to run where it's really not – like Ingram's not going to take the ball there. And if I was opposing defense, I would try to key on that as well as I could. Wherever Boyle goes, the ball generally ends up going in those situations. If Boyle stays in, it's kind of a little bit less of an option. It's like, all right, unless Lamar really sees something, Ingram's going to take it. And Boyle just came across and uh, cleared out a little, little lane there. Lamar turned up field and had all the sauce necessary today and was able to, you know, kind of plow in. And a lot of fans today were getting on Lamar and kind of screaming into the air, yelling into the wind, however you want to say it. Like, oh, he's going to get hurt. Like, what are you doing? Why is the quarterback running? I'm like, dude, he is – call him a running back. I don't care. He is better than, like, every running back in the NFL. Like, he is a top five runner of regardless of position. That would be, like, Michael Jordan not shooting mid-range. Like, he is so dirty with the ball in his hands. And is Lamar Jackson going to get hurt? How many players have played a, long, a full career and not gotten hurt? Deshaun Watson has two torn ACLs. He has ter- torn his right ACL and his left ACL. And he's fucking and he's, awesome. And he's still running for touchdowns today. He had two he's rushing touchdowns. He's so wrecking the NFL. good. Deshaun Watson is sick. Yes, he is freaking dope. And he's already gone through the injuries. It matters about how you can rebound. So I just don't understand being a fan of a team and living in fear of what could happen. And who, like, are you really going to watch football games and just worry about people getting injured the entire time? Because you're not going to have fun. Dudes get it's hurt. It's just people that That's have convinced the themselves that Lamar is not the answer. They they've conv- convinced themselves in their head that he is not the guy, and him they getting want, hurt. They is, want him to get hurt so that they feel justified. Yeah, I mean, it's not even that they necessarily want him to, but, like, if it's going to happen, then they're going to be like, oh, you know what? You you know, I, I was calling quarterbacks it. Quarterbacks can't do it. Running quarterback can't do yeah, it. Yeah, so I can't win with him. Like, yeah, fuck off. Like, no, like, just root for this guy. Like, he's a he's a good guy, man. He's... Enjoy the ride, man. You're a fan. Just, yeah, go for the ride. Like, you know, exactly. He's and, getting blown up. And that, the other thing is, like, RG3 made me feel sick when I was watching him because he was getting wrecked when he was a rookie. It was, was yeah, no, it's RG3 is like, he was getting into car wrecks, like, consistently. Linebackers were hitting him while he was completely upright and, like, not embracing for contact. The amount of times Lamar skates out of bounds, dips under and just falls down, like, guys fall on him. He reminds me a little bit of, uh, 
when Kaepernick like first got started and like it was like this guy's going to take over the league and obviously he didn't for multiple reasons but he would just like he was big for one thing he was really big like yeah well-built guy and then he would just take off and like he wouldn't get touched he would just go out of bounds or he'd slide and he's you know make it happen like it kind of reminds me of that a little bit like he would just kind of go like Lamar today, he would just kind of like skip around defenders and like he'd get right. out of bounds, he'd slide. Like he was just kind of making it happen and like not getting, you know, hit at all, which is really impressive. Right. And on third downs in crucial situations or by the goal line, like he'll, he'll go. He, I mean, he tried on a run that he had, I believe it was on their second scoring drive. He trucked a Bengal safety. I think it was Sean Williams. He tried to like get low and make a play because you don't expect him to lower the shoulder all the time because he's so shifty and kind of generally avoids contact. Blew through the safety and ended up down by the like two yard line and helped the Ravens get the lead. And I mean, he was delivering the impact there. And I mean, so, that, yeah, I mean that, that touchdown run. He he was definitely going for it there. Like he oh absolutely that one. He what was that like twenty something yards? Like he really went for that one and. Yeah, I believe it was about 19, and yeah. he gave it everything because he saw the pylon and was like, I can score. Yeah, he, so he, he picks his spots. Decision. Like, he doesn't go for it every time. He picks his spots. It's impressive. Like, you got you to gotta give him credit. I posted an Instagram of uh, a video that I already – just like a quick little clip. What's your There's Instagram handle? There's option of Lamar just pulling the ball, and he just glides right upfield. He's not – and he's not like sprinting or frantic when he gets in the open field. Like, he sets up blockers really well. And he just kind of glided to the outside, ran out of bounds for a 15-yard gain. No one put a paw on him. And it was a thing of beauty. I was like, you know, free. I will freebase that. Liquefy that play. Heat up a spoon. I will huff this play. Inject that in my veins. Like I'm actually shuddering at the, the visual of that. Yes. Liquefy the read option for me so I can freebase it. But it was awesome. And he's the first player in NFL history. With and I'm uh, God forbid, what did Kaepernick do it in the playoffs? And everyone's going to comment Kaepernick did it in the playoffs, or someone did it in the playoffs. Regular no, season did. stats and he did. Stats God bless him. He did. Really. He did. In the playoffs, he threw for two hundred and one seventy or something. He also had the thing. I remember Lamar went for like uh, over one hundred and like over two hundred passing, or over one hundred rushing, over two hundred passing against the Cardinals. And um, I think Kaepernick was the uh, other guy that had done that, and people kind of right. freaked out for that. So, oh, getting... well, he did it in the playoffs. Yeah, he did it in the playoffs. So like, yeah, people went a little crazy for him, like not having gotten the credit for that, which I, I don't know. It's it's a playoff thing, but I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, Lamar goes for 250, first player in NFL history to do that. Uh, accounted for almost 400 total yards and generally just had control of the ball game. He took one sack. Uh, that was kind of, you know, nothing he could do there. He didn't have any really errant throws. Um, I really liked how they were utilizing Roberts and Boykin. I, I really like Seth Roberts. He's tough. He brings the same kind of physical uh, contested catchability and physicality as a receiver that Willie Sneed brings. They're kind of, you know, not the exact same guy, but bring that gritty receiver mentality that I love. What is the, the uh, what's the grade that you're giving the receiving core today? Because no Hollywood Brown. They made it happen. What do you think, like grade-wise? It's got to be at least like a B-plus. Like, that's worse. I haven't been able to check everything yet, obviously, but I thought they played well. I was really happy with them. Uh, Andrews played really well, and I kind of throw him into that cluster because he does run so many routes. So I thought Boykin did outstanding. He had that beautiful slant, and they gave him a couple looks today. I think he had three catches. Keep feeding that man. He is big. He's strong. He's fast. He gets separation. He looks good with the ball in his hands. Like – 
feed him. He's got he, they, dude has a forty three inch vertical, and we still haven't seen a jump ball in the end zone for him. Like, I think good things are coming. This was a nice game, and I hope that it was good that Hollywood was able to rest his ankle and get everything together with the foot injuries that have happened. Obviously, you don't want him pressing too hard, and you know, being out for the year, but. I love that the fact that Lamar spread the ball around to all these different receivers today. Um, Chris Moore played well. Also, I don't think Jaleel Scott saw the field offensively. I do not believe. I don't think um, so. Yeah. But, but yeah, Moore looked good too, and it was definitely a welcome sight. Bengals did have Dre Kirkpatrick go down, so they were left kind of just with their one stud corner, William Jackson. Um, so it was not a full Bengals team, and not that the full Bengals team is great anyway. But it's a confidence boost. It's a builder. It's, you know, something to build off of where they can get some chemistry going and some understanding what routes work for what guys. What is Lamar like to see from which receiver? You know, what's he comfortable with? It's it's all that rhythm. And um, Willie Sneed's the only one of the actual receiving core. Moore got some snaps today, so I guess he's in that ballpark as well. But with Roberts and Boykin and Hollywood getting significant snaps weekly, these are all new guys, and it, it's a learning curve. It's a learning process. It's the same thing on defense, and that's why I think this team is going to look awesome after the bye when they get a little time to do inventory on themselves. And I think that they played great. I think the offensive line fared well. Um, wasn't their best performance in the past pro game, but it was pretty darn good. Uh, they cleared lanes all day, and the Ravens did have a couple of offensive penalties, but nothing you know, too crazy. And I was happy with the offense as a whole. Did you like what you saw from the offensive line? Yes, I did as a whole. I think that Geno Atkins didn't make you know, any crazy play. And I was happy, I was happy with what I saw. Uh, Stanley played really well from what I was able to see. And I think Orlando Brown handled himself well. I don't from what I'm hearing, Bozeman didn't play well. I, I was sit up high. I wasn't able to, you know, hawk eye everything. Wait, you have um, seats? Yeah, I have two of them. Two seats. Seats. With an S. Seats. Sick. Seats. Sick. But Bozeman uh, did not look great from what I hear. I didn't see anything glaring. I know he had one false start down by the goal line where he was like four steps into pulling already uh, by the time the ball was snapped. But, yeah. Cool. So, on offense, it sounds like you like what you saw. On defense, what was anything that stood out to you that was like maybe not so so Gucci? Because it was it was a good day overall, but like on defense, what was not not good that you were seeing? It was a weird weird day for the defense. I think they played well as a whole, so I'm happy with them. But they just were picking on Kennedy, and Kennedy Definitely. wasn't like letting he wasn't playing poorly. They just were throwing crazy jump balls to Auden Tate, who was a monster plucking them away from him. He had a good day. He looked amazing. It looked like, I don't even like Antonio Gates or something like skying over defenders, mossing them and then staring them down like over top of them. It was wild. And Dalton was throwing some money balls here and there. The Bengals generally avoided the middle of the field. Like Earl Thomas did not get thrown near and near. And uh, Marlon Humphrey didn't really get targeted as well. So it was just kind of throw at Kennedy, run the ball here and there. Dink and dunk hit the tight ends. And uh, the Dolphins or the Jesus Dolphins, the Bengals tried to throw over the middle finally down in the red zone. And uh, Josh Bond's able to get a paw on it, fell right in Marlon Humphrey's lap. And I'm sure he was pumped about that. They love their INTs. So they just 
picked underneath and to the sideline and speed outs. And it seemed like they started having Kennedy play some outside leverage a little bit more and a safety shading over. I was shocked the Bengals weren't running a double move off of that because they just kept running the same out route over and over. And then I was expecting all of a sudden them to just take two steps for an out route, turn up field, and Kennedy's in the dust. Um, but didn't do that. Whenever Dalton had to hold the ball, I feel like the Ravens got pressure decently. Pass rush looked all right against the crappy line, so it's kind of taken with a gigantic grain of salt. But good tackling day. Uh, Joe Mixon did rumble down the sideline on one where he kind of dipped between, I think, Bynes and Kennedy. And there was a lot of Chuck Clark, a lot of Deshaun Elliott, which was Elliott had a good, good day. He did. He was playing. So Elliott was playing a lot of the deep safety. Uh, they were running a lot of two high looks and some single high with Elliott as the middleman in cover three. And Chuck Clark was down in the box kind of playing that Tony Jefferson role a little bit more. So it was interesting. There were a lot of snaps that had a combination of Levine and Clark and Elliott. And there was a quite a good bit of snaps where there was zero or one linebacker inside linebacker on the field. So uh, seems like the safeties are going to try and take over. And that's, I mean, that's what the Chargers did last year. They did that to the Ravens and the Ravens have such a deep safety group that you want to see those guys on the field. So I thought that was really cool and, and good game planning. Let me ask you this question. Are you watching the Steelers Chargers game? I am not right now. I have not turned the TV on. I should. I was going to say, maybe, you know, you should turn it on and be ahead of me, but it's there. It's funny. because <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It's been a long day. It's been a really long day. Um, In case you guys can't tell, Jake really despises when I get ahead of him. <laughs> no, but you're you're not this time. So it's funny because okay, so they're up twenty one nothing now on the Chargers in LA. Wow, no way. And it's funny because they're doing like you know how Duck Hodges is is the uh, quarterback right now. So they're doing you know how they do the shots every time Big Ben's hurt, which is like all the time. Like they always do the shot of Big Ben on the sideline, like with the earpiece. Air like, cast and yeah, yeah, no, and he's like calling the play in, like all right, Big Ben, like chill out. They're doing that now, so they have Duck Hodges at quarterback, and they're doing that with Mason Rudolph now. Like Mason Rudolph is on the sideline, like with the the earpiece in, like doing that shot. He's he's already the new Big Ben. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, pretty. Yeah, it's like quarterbackception with like you know fucking Pittsburgh. Like I don't know, it's well, funny. that's all Mason Rudolph knows to do because when Big Ben's out, he's like, all right, I got to put a cast on and I got to stand over here and. No, no, on. Big Ben is there definitely. He's got his like weird like like arm thing where he's got the. Uh, the a giant like wrap it's connecting <laughs> something i don't i don't know what is connecting what but yeah exactly um it's ridiculous <laughs> oh wow what a podcast this is holy shit it's been a long one folks, it's been but... a long day dude i went to i went to mothers for people that uh maybe know what you know purple patio it's it's a whole thing so i went to so that the, the preeminent if you don't go to the game, go to Mother's. And yeah, pretty much. My buddy was like, "Yeah, let's do it." I was like, "You know what? I'm not going to the game this week. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet it with my money because I did that with the Browns game and it didn't work out in my favor." So yeah, like, I didn't bet spread on this one. I, the eleven felt uncomfortable for me, and of course, Bengals end up backdoor covering. Yeah, and, so uh, so we hit the town on Saturday night, and I woke up feeling it a little bit on you know this morning, Sunday morning. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be fun. We're just going to have some coffee, and we're 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 going to hit the uh, the purple patio. Coffee makes everything worse in those situations. Honestly, no. Like it it worked out for me. Like I'm for like hits me and immediately makes me feel horrible, and I get like the spins from it, kind of, and I'm sweating, and then I'm cold. I'm like, ah. It's totally situ- it's situationally dependent. Well. It's totally situationally dependent. Like. 
we got that going. We got a little bit of uh, some herbal stuff going and uh, a little Grateful Dead, and we just chilled for nice. a couple hours. And then, bro, we were ready. We were ready to hit that purple patio. We got a couple IPAs out, crushed those, and we went over there, man. It was a good time. Nice. There's lots of good stuff going on in that little the, the old one star wayward. The little Fed Hill corners got some fun stuff going on. Yeah, we on we went we went to one star and make sure to check that out. It's a very fun situation. Yeah, we got to one star on Saturday night and it got away from us a little bit. I'll say that. How sticky was the floor? It was. I couldn't even move my feet. <laughs> I got the anchor. old old twist T shotgun leads to quite some sticky sticky floors, bro. It was yeah, it was a lot. But yeah, it was it was it was a good time, man. It was a really good weekend for your boy. Played a little golf on Saturday, you know, made it happen. Well, sounds like you had yourself a weekend and you're gonna be feeling it at work tomorrow. Oh, thank you so much for reminding me about work tomorrow. How is uh You're welcome. I'm now ahead of you. I was gonna say So I'm just gonna be I'm gonna, I'm about No, to you're not ahead of me because I put the actual TV uh feet on. So what do you want right now? <laughs> So you didn't see that Chargers kick return touchdown yet? I did see it. Kick return well, touchdown. Shut completely up. made that up. Shut completely up. Yeah, no, that it didn't actually happen. So holding, but, holding by the kick return team. Wow. So Steelers, we don't know what's going to happen in this game. I want to say it's too early. Their defense is good, though. The Steelers' defense is good. Good Steelers' finish, defense so is know. legit, dude. Absolutely. Pass rush and there. Devin Bush is a huge upgrade for them at middle linebacker. Let's Vince Williams kind of kick into that peanut will roll. So it looks like potentially the division will be four and two, two and four, two and four. Did and we, and did we learn anything about the division today? Yeah. The Browns just aren't, aren't it. The Browns aren't it. They don't have it. That's my takeaway from the day. Uh, I thought they were going to win this game. I, Know that they just got shellacked by the Niners, but I was like, you know, they were on the road two games in a row. Uh, then they have to go to Cali, which is always tough, coming from somewhat of the East Coast from Cleveland, and play on Monday night. So that was a tough one. I was like, all right, back-to-back road games. You can see those being losses. Niners obviously are some of the they're like the toast of the town right now in the NFL after beating the Rams today. And so I was like, you know what? I could see them beating the Seahawks. The Bengals played well against the Seahawks. Seahawks. Defense isn't the best, and Browns are up 20-6 to six early. And I was like, oh, well, I guess maybe the Browns are able to keep things competitive. And then they let up a solid four-touchdown uh, stretch there. And not great, not great. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, okay, never mind. Um, So, like, so Ravens 4-2, and two, Browns, are they 2-3 and three now, 2-4? and four? Two and four Steelers, if they can hold a 21 point lead, two and four. So Ravens up two games. The reason, oh, wow. the reason I threw that in there, I got a little distracted because it looked like uh, Anthony Chicolo made a big time interception there, but he did not. Dude, you're ahead of me. How dare you? Oh, you hate to see it. Me ahead of you, huh? But you love to watch it go. Yeah, I just saw the little Chicolo. looked like should have caught you. it and just <laughs> dropped it. Watch it go. What a dick. Um,. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks like the uh, Steelers are going to win this one, but the Browns 2-4, and four, Ravens 4-2. Four and two, I mean, it just makes it, I don't know, it makes it hurt all the more that they weren't able to take care of business against Cleveland. 
Right, because then they're in an amazing situation. Ravens still haven't beaten any good teams. Uh, they have they not. They beat Chargers in L.A., and that is the only winning record they've beaten since the start of 2018. So even before Lamar took over, they did not – they haven't beat anyone. The Bengals were 5-4 and four when the Ravens beat them in Lamar's first start. That was a good they were win. Down that, was, that, that was a good win. It was Lamar's Absolutely. first start. Yep, yeah, that, that, that was a good win. Absolutely, and this game looks kind of like – went like a just upgraded version of that offense and was the same song. Uh, with you know a little bit, little bit of a different tune. It's all the same. And, right. It's all the same. Nothing changes. <laughs> Futures already happened. It's Parallel universes song, exist. All that good stuff. But it was uh, it was a good win, and I'm very happy with where the Ravens stand. Going to Seattle is going to be fun, man. I'm actually really excited. Obviously, the Seahawks are going to be favored in that game. They look like a great squad, but I'm really excited to see these next three games. The fact that it's Seahawks, I, you, I've talked about it on the podcast, huge Russell Wilson guy, huge Seahawks guy. Patriots are obviously going to be really exciting. A lot of eyeballs on that game uh, coming off the bye, and that's a primetime game. Then Deshaun Watson comes to the bank, and that'll be Deshaun's first time playing. Him and Lamar's first matchup since going at it, Clemson-Louisville back in the day. So Ravens have some exciting and tough games on the horizon. I'm really excited. Yeah, dude, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting schedule. Like, it seems like maybe things are starting to settle down, but like not really because the Ravens have a tough schedule down the stretch and the Browns have a relatively easy one. So you've got to, you know, kind of, right. you got to kind of keep perspective open a little bit and not be totally ready to shut the door on the, the uh, division because it seems like, uh, well, yeah, it's way too early for that. Way oh, too early for that. Definitely. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a dogfight down the stretch and um, the Brownies not looking good. You hate to see it. You really hate to see Baker Mayfield not playing great. Um, it's tough. Oh, people on Twitter are defending him. Apparently, every interception he's thrown so far this year has been tipped and off of his receiver's hands. Yeah, but no, it's it's also like if Lamar Jackson has one bad game, it's like what are we do what are we doing? I mean, like he are we just going to make excuses for him every game? Right. Exactly. I mean, he's thrown a lot of picks over his first. Yeah, so some it's just like totally crazy. Like, you, yeah, you can't. You know, you're not allowed to make excuses for him, but Baker Mayfield, you, I don't know. You hate just, to see it. Just leave it at that. You know, it. yeah, you hate to see that. It's just, it's tough. You really hate to see that. And on that note, so, yeah, the Ravens, I, this is this is what I think is going to happen. The Ravens play the Browns in Cleveland week 16. The Browns are going to go on a run. The Ravens will be like 9-5 and five or 8 and six or something of the sort and i guess that would it would be nine and five i know what you're saying eight I, I, yeah s- whatever yeah it's gonna be close week yeah. 16 at that point, i know what you're saying and they're gonna have to beat the browns to win the division that is how things i feel like are going to end up shaking out where the ravens kind of coast a little tiny bit if they can win a good game here and there in a tough matchup browns are going to be unless they're able to miraculously pull off an upset of the patriots two and five and that's tough sledding that creates a lot of turmoil, a lot of desperation in, um, in a clubhouse that doesn't have great chemistry. I mean, they've added so many new pieces. Kitchens just blew a huge lead after getting schlacked by the 49ers. And uh, they've really only looked good against the Ravens, to be honest, um, of course. But it's a tough situation for them. Odell got 100 yards today, so I'm sure he's perfectly content despite the loss 
And if that's not the case moving forward and, and guys start getting a little testy, you know, things can go sour real fast. I know that they've still played the Dolphins. They still play the Bengals twice, I believe. So those are ideally three wins for them. And uh, the Steelers team is resilient and very well coached, well run, good defense. So not quite counting them out yet either. But as the- things stand, end of week six, four and two, hell yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the Ravens are definitely Gucci right now. I think the Browns are like 50% Gucci, if you feel that. Like, they're they're kind of in the – they're still in the mix. You know what I mean? They're like Michael Kors then, like half a Gucci. Yeah, so they're Michael half. Kors. Ravens are Gucci. Browns, Michael Kors. Like, they're, they're definitely still in the mix because the schedules, they line up for, the, for them to go on a run, like you were saying, and for the Ravens to have to kind of – you know, they, they got to sweat it a little bit for sure. They have to prove themselves. They do. And they need to get good wins. Like, you know what I mean? Like you were talking about the fact that they have not had a great combined opponents that they've beaten have two wins so far in the year. Yeah, fair enough. And the last great win that they've had. And for the last couple of years, honestly, is that chargers game. I mean, that's the, that's the big win. Like there's no other big wins over like, quality opponents they the Browns in week 17 they're seven eight and one that that was a good and one yeah that was definitely a good one but you're at home you've got to do that there not a playoff team, not a playoff team though no they were so not well they, they were not but they were playing well um but it's funny to me because that, that's like that that's their big season you you hate to see that um baker mayfield you know having a a great year and them going seven eight and one you really hate to see that um with those guys <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm, 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 I'm in a bit of a salty mood, I guess. I don't know what's going on. They call you Richard Petty. Daddy's had a couple of Bud Light Platinums, and he's he's having himself uh, having himself a day here. Papa came home angry. Better hope the chores are done. I'm not. A, I'm not even angry, man. I'm just. I'm vibing right now. <laughs> just totally, Hell yeah. Just totally. But it's at the, funny uh, to me. The Ravens used to like out. always play down to bad teams and play up to good teams, and now it's the exact opposite. They beat everyone they're supposed to, and they lose to everyone they're supposed to. They're like Vegas's best friend. Sick. Yeah, that's why I was like, I, I don't know. Like at the beginning of the year when we were like talking about it, I was like, you know what? I just have a feel for this team. I know what they're going to be doing. Like, you're they're going to lose the one they're supposed to lose, and they're going to win the ones they're supposed to win. Which is, it's a tough spot to be in. You you play to win the game. You can't win the game without scoring. You can't win the play game without playoffs. scoring the most points or whatever the hell. Playoffs. You play to win the game. That was incredible. That was incredible. That was 10 out of 10. That was it. That was literally what happened on the commercial. That was outstanding. Cheers no, to it's you. Just, it's just, just, the, the Bears are what they thought we were. They're what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. I just, you know, we we played them. We played them in the third preseason game. We played them. Everybody played. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's the way we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. These are kids out there. These aren't grown men. I'm 40. I'm a man. Blame me. Dude, I'm a fucking big Mike Gundy guy. (laughs) I love that. I'm 40. I'm a man. I'm a that man. has stuck I'm, with me for I'm 10 a man. years. Dude, now. I can't wait until I'm 40 because I'm going to be using that. <laughs> On my 40th birthday, it will be me standing above a cake just saying, I'm 40. 
Oh, I'll oh, be. I'll, I will be there too, and we'll be men together. We'll be forty. Well, you'll be forty. I'm not making it. I'll be 40. a couple years I'm, older. I'm, I've got like six years left. No, yeah, I was gonna say I'm much okay. younger. I'm much younger and more spry than you. But when we get to the point where you're forty, I will be there. My ghost will be. My ghost will come to your fortieth birthday party and haunt you your by ghost. saying, "You're forty. You're a man. I'm a man. I'm forty. No, you'll you'll very much be. We there. just hit the greatest, the the best of the best football quotes. I think that's my quarterback is the only one that's left out, and it's now been said. So ha, that's listeners, we were thinking of that good. when I covered it. That's a, that's very. Bengals backdoor covered. Spencer backdoor covered. Backdoor covers. That's what this episode is all about, baby. Big backdoor cover guy, big QB sauce guy. Good day for that. I think saucy Lamar. backdoor covers. Yeah, that's a lifestyle. Quite saucy. Quite saucy. Lamar had the most sauce today. Through he darts. had Mar- sauce, dude. He had sauce for sure. Like I was obviously I was just watching that TV copy on the patio or whatever, but I was just like, shit. Like he's looking. I don't know. He was looking swaggy today. I thought suave, sophisticated, swaggy. Lamar Jackson, saucy. All the sauce. I'm a fan. And uh, it was it was awesome, man. So we saw some screens too. Apparently there were screens. There were definitely screens. There were a couple a couple decent gains on them. I don't know the uh, exact numbers off my head, but there's a double screen to Mark Ingram. You know I love double screens. You know I creamed. Definitely, when Andy I know you you were definitely like vibing off that. But our boy uh, Jeff uh, Zoribak, he was you know he's getting a little scalding on twitter he was saying like i don't think i've seen uh you know effective screen since ray rice left baltimore which i don't right. think was i agree yeah I mean, apparently not a big screen guy yeah i i totally would probably you know agree with him there um but they were he's the only common denominator is john harbaugh unless it's yonda it's either yonda or harbaugh's fault there aren't screens in this offense sick but yeah, it was just not like yeah, it hasn't been going uh, like it needs to be in this offense. But uh, today, it looked pretty good. Absolutely, there was a couple wide open receivers, which thank the Lord. I mean, Mark Andrews had that what thirty nine yard gain, and he was wide open. Nice easy pass downfield. Probably traveled like eighteen twenty in the air, and easy peasy. There were a lot of big say, plays. How like what is? What is like the blueprint for unlocking that? Because Andrew scored his touchdown against against the Cardinals like wide open off of a, a play action and then like a fake wide receiver screen. And then he's just he busts wide open after that. And then today it was kind of the same deal and he gets wide open. Like what is going to be the like idea for getting him wide open like that going forward? It's using complex route combinations that are set up early in the game where is it dependent on Hollywood Brown being active or I mean I feel like this is why I think this game was good I think that they now know like okay Boykin can run a mean slant Seth Roberts is awesome on drag routes and hitches and then you can kind of start to mix and match and make like put the puzzle together of what receivers run what routes well and then what route combinations you can use to create separation. And it's, it's putting those key defenders where it's Lamar staring, like hopefully not just staring at the defender, but like kind of manipulating the safety, then coming to one defender where he's going to have to either defend a hitch or a corner route, which is a smash concept and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's figuring out what routes the receivers run most effectively that, and Lamar has to like it too. He has to like the way that, you know, Mark Andrews runs a deep over route or the like the way that Chris Moore runs a slant. So everybody's got to 
feel comfortable with the receiver running the route with how Lamar is going to read it, how the ball is going to feel then. All right, let's now start pairing these things together so that a safety is going to bite on a deep post. And then there's going to be a justice Hill wheel route under it. Like those kinds of things, getting the safeties manipulated. Cause I feel like against the Browns and the Steelers and uh, the chiefs at times, the, the route concepts and the routes themselves were very like elementary, like not pro level, it's nothing that's going to, you know, really test DBs. It was kind of like some one-on-one, can you get, can you beat your man stuff? Oh, the old okay, yeah. doink. The old doink Not off the uh, the upright. Great. How did you feel about Justice Hill's involvement today? Awesome. He's a zone runner. He likes zone blocking where he's one foot in the ground, hit the turbo button, see if he can make somebody miss, whatever. So he's a, a good spell to the the horses of ingram and gus edwards and gus oh my gosh gus had an incredible run today where he got contact right past the line of scrimmage wiggled out of that rambled for like 20 yards i truly love gus edwards and it's awesome that he gets to learn the the finer points from ingram of pass pro and you know i'm sure ingram ingram will help him as a receiver a little because ingram wasn't a polished receiver coming out of bama they didn't throw the ball ever especially to backs they really still don't a ton um, so I think that in a couple of years, if they hold on to Gus Edwards, he's going to be so damn good. And he hasn't taken a beating yet at all. He's not, you know, carrying the ball 20 times a game. So I was very impressed with the running backs. Justice Hill was awesome as well. Um, he hit a little spin cycle in some wash and, and got some yards. So I thought he played well. He certainly did. I mean, he looked really impressive out there and I love what they're doing with this running back core. I mean, People try to make it seem like running back is kind of getting to a defunct point, but I would make the point that guys like Mark Ingram, who's a stud, look amazing. Guys like Gus Edwards, who's definitely making it happen, like and Justice Hill as well, obviously. Like it kind of just puts it in perspective that it's important to have guys that are playmakers at that position that can make it happen. Like obviously, you don't need to overinvest in that spot, but. You know, you find some guys that that can make it happen for you, and it's. Uh, I think they have the best. Back, I think they have the best backfield in the NFL, best running back room in the NFL. I was going to say, like, is who there? who else is there? Like, Patriots maybe. Yeah, Pats do have a really good one because James White is so special as a receiver. Yep, he's that's a good one. He's a beast in Sony Michelle, but like, I mean, other than them, like, and those are two organizations that have some uh, some through line. I mean, yeah, you know, Bill and Bob. the the thing that's just most special about that because I mean, Sony Michelle makes more than Mark Ingram does as a first round pick. The Ravens have three backs that look great. What does the total backfield cost? Six point five million. Mark in Ingram value. has seven touchdowns right now, right? Yeah, he's leading the NFL. He has seven touchdowns through six games. And, like, of course, Lamar makes their life easier. But regardless, teams know the run's coming. They're heavy. Like, I, I believe from Next Gen Stats, Ingram faces an eight-man box, the eighth most of any running back in the NFL. It's like 33% going into the Bengals game. He faces an eight-man box. And he's still averaging five yards a clip, scoring touchdowns. Like, I feel bad for Gus Edwards, though, because Gus came in on third and one from, like, the three and he's so damn good on third and one and so damn good in those short yard situations. But he gets the first down, gets a fresh set of downs. He was only in for like two plays. Then they yank him out. Ingram gets to go get the glory and get that touchdown. And I was like, ah, oh, Gus, like get, let Gus get into the party. Yeah, you hate to see it. Um, anybody else you want to highlight? Boyle, man. Boyle was such a good re-sign and 
he is if I would play defense against him, if I was a linebacker or safety playing against him, I would hate him. He is a nuisance as a blocker. He's always in the second level. He's such a good blocker. He he cuts so often and is so good at taking defenders' legs out in the blocking game, which allows Lamar to just like get a one-on-one on the outside or something. Boyle played incredibly well, I thought. Um, I think they're getting a little slap happy with him in the passing game, and it's good to see them use him at times. But I didn't like how uh, towards the end of the game, the Ravens had that huge long drive in the fourth quarter, and then they ended up running a, a slat flat. I always say that slant flat combo <laughs> and flat. targeting Boyle. Yes, I always end up saying slat flant. It's I'm not good. No bueno. But, I like that. Um, and then they target Boyle there, and I just don't get it. That's not you know a flat route that's covered by someone who's way quicker than Boyle was contesting the catch. So a slat. Oh, oh my gosh, a flat isn't something you can get a lot of separation on, and someone like Nick Boyle is going to need some help getting separation. Um, so I'd rather see him run, you know, the slant with a drag under it from the receiver or something. But that was a little interesting. Other than that, though, I thought Boyle was awesome and really happy with the way he played. Yeah, dude, that's Gucci. Um, is the defense fixed or no? After the bye, Seahawks are going to light up a little. I think they'll actually match up decently against the Seahawks, but I think the Seahawks are going to expose the next set of flaws. The reason I ask the- is because they looked fundamentally sound. Like and not just like, you know, in the way that in a fluky way. Like yeah, like Bynes looked good. Like they were kind of just doing what they had to do. Bynes like great. Bynes yeah. look great. So that's why I ask. It's like, do are they fundamentally kind of there or no? Yes. Yes. So now it's gonna be they're learning on the fly. I mean, three guys, uh the the new defensive tackle, um fifty three, what's his name? Jihad. Jihad Ward, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jihad Ward is awesome and getting snaps. He's the kind of guy they need a pass rushing interior defensive lineman. He had three and a half sacks last year, but he was getting significant snaps. Fort was getting significant snaps, who played pretty well. He sniffed out a screen. Money. Like money, money, money. It was great. Then Bynes was making plays. He tipped that pass, led to an interception. He was blitzing effectively, getting pressure. I mean, looked Awesome. So I think that the Seahawks will kind of expose a few things as a better offense. And obviously, Russell Wilson is playing at an all world, all universe MVP caliber right now. So that's a good game for them to go get tested before the bye. And as these three new players that are getting snaps and also the safety situation with Elliott and Clark can go mess up in Seattle and then go to the bye and look at it, learn from it. Patriots are obviously going to test you. Then you get another gimme against the Bengals, hopefully. So it's going to be kind of the exams here. They've basically been studying the whole season. They got they had the Chiefs. That was like the midterm. The final exam is going to be the Pats and the Seahawks. And hopefully they fare decently in those games and then learn from it and can route the Bengals. And then they've got the Texans and a couple other teams that are not as great offensively, but um, – Still really solid. Still still better than the Bengals or the Dolphins or the Cardinals or the Steelers at this point, even though they're playing well now. So they're in the final spot. Exam, they're, in the, boys. they're in the spot that you want to be. If you would have told me in August they would be four and two. I'd agree with that. Seattle, I'd say awesome. I'd yep. say that's great. That makes me happy as a Ravens fan. Yep, I'd agree with that. Um, so you can ask for five and one, but this team 
isn't that good yet. They're not a five and one. They're not a six and zero. Oh, they're not of that caliber to be consistently week to week good enough to win and and be in the right position and kind of put more pressure on the other team. So hopefully down the stretch they're able to do that more often. Is that a show? That's a show. But quick last question: Which division's worse, the NFC East or the AFC North? It's a good question. I think NFC East is better. I agree. I think the Cowboys are good, man. I like they they stumbled today, but I I think they have good quality. Eagles, I also like as well. And then the Giants, Danny Dimes, I'm a big fan. So Giants, I I really do like the moxie they have and the way they're playing. They're actually trying, like yeah, they're they're getting after it. So good for them. I think Shermer's doing a good job there. Yeah, weirdly, I I I don't know Shermer. I was not sold on. It's just like your name is Pat Shermer. Like, come on. Like, you're going to be a coach of the New York Giants and you're Pat Shermer. Sick. Yeah, we need, like, we need a nice Italian name up there in New York. We need. Not, like, yeah, it's just like you just, I don't know. Steve Spagnolo. Yeah, I love the Spags. But, like, Pat Shermer, <laughs> like, come on, man. Come on. I feel you. But, yeah, so I like, uh, I like what's going on in this situation. NFC East looking down, the AFC South whip around. Looks like Gardner May. And show, I, I thought the Saints were going to give him a, a tough little. Let me ask you this question: once, Is it too gimmicky to go as Gardner Minshew for Halloween? Because I'm gonna, I was thinking of shaving my goatee down or shaving down no, to the goatee. No, that's good. You think I could pull it off? That would be ideal. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good one. That's relevant to right now. Like, if it's a every Halloween, if you have something that's relevant to the times, you're 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 getting complimented. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. I was thinking I of that. I usually end up being some sort of form of Danny McBride character, so I'm I'm a loser and not that. We should uh we should do Halloween together this year, bro. Oh, that would be fun. Let's do it. It'd be a lot of fun. Let's duet. Let's do D U E T. Oh yeah. Hell yes. To quote uh Oh, can't think of the name of the movie. Have I'm you um have but... you watched the Righteous Gemstones? Yes, yes, huge Richard Gemstones guy. I'm actually missing it. Oh, no, it starts at 10, so I'll probably put that on. Much to Fran's chagrin as I'm watching a show that she has not kept up with. That's tough. You hate to see that. Sorry, Fran. You hate to see it. Love to watch it go. But, yeah, Ravens 4-2, solid win. Nothing shell-shocking here, guys. This was a game they should have won and did. Uh, the, all of a sudden, the Ravens are going to be sneaking back up into the power rankings, into the number eight spot, and saying, you know, maybe the Ravens are turning the corner, blah, blah, blah. But that's not where we want to be. We like the underdog card here in Baltimore. And we're excited for Seattle. So we'll have some episodes coming this week. We are trying to get a Seahawks expert on the line. So look out for that in uh, kind of like the film review of Bengals into Seahawks preview and have some fun guests on for you again. And hope you guys are enjoying the show. Five stars as usual. Follow us at Jake Luke at Ravens for dummies at podcast Beatdown at be more beat down, all that good stuff. And Venmo your host, Jake Luke, $5 right now. It's interesting because I haven't received a Venmo yet. It's at <laughs> Jacob, my my formal name, Mr. Uh, Jacob, at Jacob-Luke. That's L-O-U-Q-U-E if you're so Just tip, inclined. Tip your, tip your bartenders, tip your host. Yeah, no, tip your tip your podcast host. I mean, I'm struggling out here. Tip your podcast. I'm struggling. I mean, 
And this man's drinking a hundred Bud Lights a day. Dude, I fucking it's, had some Bud Lattes today. I had some. I had some Bud Lattes. I had a, some Tall Miller Lights on the purple patio. So, tip your boy. Like I, I'm struggling right now. He tipped his bartender. Now tip him back. Tip your podcast. I did tip That's my all. bartender. I'm so paranoid about like being the guy that doesn't tip enough that I tip way too much. What That's can- a good problem. Have the best thing to do. This is rule of thumb. Get yourself. If you know you're going to be somewhere for a long time, get yourself a nice tenner, $10 bill, buy your first drink, give them the 10. You will always get fast service afterwards. Always. Unless you're somewhere very nice and might need to be a 20. Hell yeah. Then you just don't feel bad after. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I don't want to feel bad for it. So what? It, what always, else? Leave, always leave a dollar. Always leave a dollar on every drink you get. If you get ten drinks, you better have given ten dollars. Give enough. them a buck for their for their time of pouring you a drink or something like that. So just just my uh, just my little culture right there. I'm sure Kyle P. Barber would agree. I I would hope he would. I mean, that's a guy that knows his way around the service industry. He's a saltier kind of Absolutely. guy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What do what do you got going on for the rest of the night? Rest of the night, dude. Righteous Gemstones. Uh, Fran is probably going to want to watch some sort of romantic comedy before her Sunday scaries fully ruin her Sunday evening. So try and keep her calm. Poor girl's got to teach second grade tomorrow. And uh, I'll secretly be watching this Steelers Chargers game as well on some sort of mobile device or tablet. And then I will be drifting off to Betty Betty Ben. Very nice. What I'm about gonna, you, big dog? I, I want to burn some incense um, and try to finish off these. <laughs> Get a little church vibes going. I'll try to finish off I love these, incense. Uh, I just, that was just not what I expected you to say. Fuck it. I'm going to burn some incense. I'm going to, you know, get my get my Bud Light. Finish off these Bud Light platties. There's not many left. Um, And then I think I, I just like... I don't know. I think I just like bought Swingers, so I'm gonna watch Swingers tonight. Nice. That's a classic. Movie. I love that movie, so I'm gonna watch it again for the first that's time in a little while. Prime Vince Vaughn. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's that's Vince Vaughn at like absolute peak. So I'm gonna watch that. Absolutely. And that's gonna vibe me to sleep, baby. Hell to the yeah! All right, party people. I think that about does it for us. And. Yeah, hope you enjoyed the game. Hope you had a good Sunday. Thanks for listening, and look out for more episodes coming this week per usual. Mailbag will be up and running on the old Instagram, so get at us. Give us your thoughts, comments, concerns, and leave us a five-star review. We enjoy you people. Yeah. Absolutely. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Follow the show on Twitter at podcast. Cod past no podcast beat down. You can follow Spencer at Ravens for Dummies. That's the number four in the middle of that. You can follow me at Jake Luke. That's L O U Q U E. Thanks so much for listening. Um, please leave a review and a five star rating. That really helps us, you know, jump up the charts. So if you want to go ahead and do that, that would be very appreciative. I mean, if you're still li- listening at this point, it feels like we're probably past the point where most people are going to be, you know, tuned in. <laughs> I- <laughs> Like, I just like it hit me right in the middle of saying that I was like, you know, the people like who's even listening to this right now? Like, <laughs> God damn, Jake's on one, guys. We're getting out of here. Peace. Peace out. We're ending it. It's over. <laughs> Have a good week, guys. 
You see, I, don't, I ain't no big sack, man. I don't like sacks, man. Mm -hmm. I love see, sacks take me out of my game. I like running both down. I like interceptions and touchdowns. Busting up the screen. Blocking punts. You in the gutter. You yeah, I like that. You in the gun. I like that bump of grass. He like the trench work. That boy like to get down. Down and dirty. I like busting up screen. I just like hitting quarterbacks. That's what I'm saying. That's my plan. That's a nice. I grab a quarterback. Bang, 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 all day. Ha, ha, ha.